Hey friends, welcome to uh, our podcast, Being Well, uh, where I am chatting with Matt Stackhouse on well-being uh, in our current time. Uh, last week in our second episode, we talked about uh, the importance of knowing ourselves, why we need to know ourselves. And then this week we're talking about how to know ourselves, what are some practical ways how we can know ourselves. And my conversation with Matt was just super fruitful uh, earlier in the week. So we actually are going to split it into two different parts. And in this episode, we're just going to cover three practical ways you can know ourselves. And then the next episode, we'll go over a couple more. So bless you as you listen to this uh, to this episode. Hey, friends, uh, here with Matt Stackhouse again for episode three of our podcast on being well. And uh, last week, we talked a little bit uh, about why it, it why it's important that we know ourselves uh what is it why do we need to know what's going on inside ourselves why do we need to know our soul what's going on internally um why is that important for our walk with jesus but for even just maturity as an adult why is that important um any thoughts just to recap that matt uh, uh hi everyone and, and and ryan thanks for having me back um yeah, I, I I just keep being reminded that that this time of um, self isolation, season of COVID nineteen has has changed um, routines for for probably most people. Um, for some, they have far less restrictions on their movements, and and maybe work is really busy. And for others. Um, you know, they, they really are in lockdown for various reasons. And that highlights a range of, of, of things that can take us by surprise, I think. Uh, in this notion of knowing ourselves, we, particularly, I think, for young adults and, you know, and in each, perhaps for each season of our lives, we, we revisit um, what we think we know about ourselves and we're challenged to learn new things. Um, and, and that, that, journey of self-discovery is I think it's so often put in a colloquial way um, is actually really helpful not just for self-knowledge but um, from a from a Christian perspective from a biblical perspective our understanding of ourselves acts actually helps us to, to understand God because we bear his image um, but it's also for a, I think the deeper work um, the more intentional work of leading ourselves well uh, it's important that we, yes, lead ourselves well. I've gotten distracted looking for this. I was looking for this quote that I read the other day uh, about self-rejection and knowing it. Yeah, there it is by Henry Nowen on self-rejection from his book, Being the Beloved. Um, and Sorry, Life of the Beloved. And he says, self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us the beloved. Being the beloved constitutes, constitutes the core truth of our existence. So understanding when we reject ourselves, we reject who God has called us. And when we know who we are deep down, we can understand that we are the beloved. And that shows that it's the core part of what we are. And there's this voice inside us, this voice, the sacred, sacred voice, sorry, that he says, that says, uh, we are the beloved. Uh, and self-rejection kind of goes against that. Hmm. 
that's right. And I, I think, um, I, I suppose my hunch is that most people, whether they identify it or not, go through periods where they, they perhaps deeply loathe themselves for what they've done, you know? Mm. And I think in, you know, Christ, uh, typical or not typical, but traditional kind of Christian uh, worldviews and, and framework, they, they give us um, language around guilt, our own guilt, our own shame. Um, and I think that language is actually wholesome and helpful, but it's, I think it's also can be misunderstood or framed given a framework of theology that it's often like referred to as worm theology. Oh, I'm so worthless. Um, but the yes. cross, the, the, you know, the, the cross and the biblical story actually has an answer for those of us who genuinely feel that way. Like, Oh wow. I've really, whether I've really stuffed up or I've um, you know, really done the wrong mm. thing. That, that, that can be a really beautiful uh, cross um, crossroad to, to come to like, wow, I'm, 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 I'm so sick of myself or I'm, I'm so, so um, sick and tired of the way that I might stumble in a certain way. I mean, that's, that's, I think what Paul is talking about in Romans seven, where he's like, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I want to do. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Who will save me from this body of death? Praise be to God through the Lord Jesus. And, and it's like, whoa, that was a huge turnaround from yeah. self-loathing, self-rejection um, to hang on. How am I? How, how do I justify self, you know, long-term self-rejection, self-loathing, if in fact God accepts me? And you, so you're saying it's as we come, as we learn to know ourselves. Sometimes we can look at that as learning how bad we are, and but it's not necessarily that. It's not knowing oh, because I'm such a horrible person, I need to understand how bad I am and, and the deep dark secrets I have inside that you do understand those things as you get to know yourself yeah but it's actually getting to know how loved you are is, yeah. is truly uh knowing yourself yeah uh, yeah that's that's crazy because I think probably we can fall on either side of that mm. you know we can fall it's a pendulum where maybe sometimes I'm like oh I am just like wait well, on the on one side I'm like man I totally stink uh, I, you, you focus on that side, but then you can swing totally the other way and be like, I am just rocking it, man. Mm. I am so on top of the world. I like, right. <laughs> I'm doing so good right now. I got like, it actually, yeah. actually God should thank me for being on his team or something. Yeah, like like, that. Like, he must think I am amazing. I am carrying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and okay. carrying the Lord. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we can, uh, but we can kind of swing both ways and self knowing ourselves isn't going the other way, but it's coming to the center. It's, it's having a, a balance of, mm. and I am so, so loved and I am so needed. I need to be loved because without Jesus, I am nothing, but I'm not, that's not our focus. It's not, I am nothing, but it's that I am so, so loved. Uh, that's in right. My, in my, in my depravity. Yeah. Um, so today you're wanting to give us just, what would you say? Five things on what on how we know ourselves. Is that right? No, I, um, I, how, 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 no, no. Sorry, um, you're right. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to sound so definitive. Like you're wrong, and it, it's it's five ways to lead yourself. Like if we're gonna, if we're talking about self knowledge for the, the the deeper purpose of leading ourselves, then um, then that's that that's what I kind of want to talk about today is. And, and and look, the things that I'm talking about are not my own my own things. I think um, 
uh, well, I know that they're, uh, I'm actually quite certain that they hold, they hold water in terms of their ability to help a, they're, they're steeped in significant research, um, over, over a period of 40 years of study, but, but, um, they apply across the board. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when we, when we start talking about it. Yeah, cool. Get it, get it, Tim. So, um, yeah, just one more thought when you were talking about, you know, that yeah. middle ground, you know, that I, I think we often, just as human beings, we swing like this pendulum from whatever level of self-loathing and self-rejection, you know, Henry Nouwen, I think you said, was talking about, to that, you know, real pride of heart where we're just like, you know, we just think we're amazing. And I was reminded of the psalm that says, you know, God, who who is man that you're mindful of him? Um, yet he resolves that, God, in fact, does care that humanity as a whole is the apple of God's eye, the object of mm. his affection, not, not for itself, but the, that we might know that we know that we know him. Um, anyways, so there's that there's that kind of dance, right? Knowing ourselves, knowing God. And so um, I guess what I want to try and summarize is uh, some incredible research that was done by a uh, a researcher and a doctor and a professor named Dr. Robert Clinton. Um, he was um, professor of leadership and spiritual development at Fuller Seminary for just donkey's years. Um, he, he's since retired, but he did a longitudinal study of 6,000 leaders over 40 years. And his first um, findings were that seven out of 10 leaders don't finish well. And this was like contemporary leaders. Obviously, he was a theologian, so he's looking at biblical leaders, but also in the business realm and just leadership in general. Seven out of 10 came to the end of their, say, period of time in, in, a, in a position of leadership and re upon reflection said, I didn't finish where I, where I was hoping to. And, and, you know, we're not just talking about like great moral train wrecks where, you know, yeah. so, someone's fallen, they've... they've They've had an affair or they've, you know, they've embezzled funds from, you know, a church or a business, but guys who, um, guys and girls who, who just made decisions around what we'll find is their own self-leadership that ended up undermining their leadership of others. So not just ones who failed moral, financial, ones who didn't make it to where they wanted to make it, but ones who maybe were killing it in, in their sphere on the outside, but maybe we're dying on the inside. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So um, without trying to go through things extensively, because I know that we don't have a great deal of time. I mean, the things that took leaders out were in reality, pretty, um, pretty basic issues of the heart. They weren't just character issues, but issues of the heart. So yes, it was money, sex, power, that those things take people out. But it was also things like, um, you know, family or, or un- Un, um, undealt with dysfunction in their, their, say, their own personal lives or their family's life, um, issues of plateauing, um, burnout. Um, uh, and, and these things were, were like, no one was like, oh, I had no idea those things would take people out. It's like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. And so the list wasn't exhaustive. It was just like, oh, yeah, these are the things that, were, that went along so like they didn't, no one faced them, but were undealt with for say a period of time. 
Um, and I, you know, I've seen that in my own life. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen my own kind of inner life kind of spiral in part because I didn't address things that I saw as they came up. Mm. Um, and, uh, and in my role as, as, as a chaplain and just, you know, pastoral roles, I've seen um, dear friends who were in positions of leadership or just, you know, say a family, family, father, um, make a series of choices over like four or five years that were just like, ooh, that was a really bad series of choices only to come unstuck um, and their marriage fall apart, you know. So, so uh, rather than kind of focus on all the things that took us down, yeah. uh, Dr. Clinton said, all right, well, of the three out of 10, the 30% that finished with a, a noticeable legacy that, that obviously had a significant impact in the organizations or the families or the things that they were leading, what was going on in their lives. And he found over that kind of 40 period of time that there were five, five general things that when they existed, in fact, he had a thing about, well, at least four of these five, when these existed, um, they, they, they worked to safeguard the sustainability and the longevity of that leader's inner life. So I'm thinking the last week we, we, we kind of finished talking about how, you know, the hardest, most frustrating, most stubborn person to lead is ourselves. And that's certainly true for me. I, I go, wow, what am I doing? You know, it's like, you know, just, I don't know, I don't know about you. So I'm just making that, that, that inner dialogue, just like being aware what's going on here. Why is, why am I feeling this way? Why am I, you know, exhibiting these kinds of patterns? Sometimes we need people in our lives to point that out. But um, anyway, so Bobby Clinton, Dr. Robert Clinton, um, he he said these five things, and and when I kind of draw it on a, a, a bit of a whiteboard, I try to draw it to look like a, a bit of a hamburger. I'll, like mm. on 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 the, the upper bun, the first thing that he he talked about was having a lifelong perspective, or um, you know, for those who are Christians in his audience, he'd say, you know, this is an eternal perspective. So the viewpoint with which I'm looking at when I'm leading myself and leading others is what's, what's the long-term perspective of what's going on. So often we're just so um, eclipsed or mesmerized by what's happening right now, our current frustrations, our current challenges that we, we, we aren't patient with others or ourselves in part because we have perhaps a very short vision, very nearsighted vision. And so long-term perspective an eternal, certainly, you know, multiple decade perspective helped these leaders um, to lead themselves and lead yeah. others as well. And then in, in the middle, so that so was like the first kind of thing. And then there was, there's kind of three things in the middle of this burger, if you're trying to yes. envision this. It's a lifelong perspective. Lifelong perspective, top bun. First top bun. <laughs> top bun. Uh, you know, maybe your lettuce, tomato, meat, or, you know, tofu, whatever yeah. your burger it looks like. So your, your first was that, that those people that finished in the, you know, the 30% exhibited self-discipline. So they had in their lives evidence that they were disciplining themselves and that could be the, their diet, their exercise, yeah. their, their sleeping patterns, those kinds of things where they had a choice to what they were going to put in their mouth, to what they were what time were they going to wake up? What you know, how they were going to get their heart racing for the day to to to, you know, have some semblance of 
of discipline in their lives. And it's interesting because I think that, you know, you could do a whole thing on, on discipline, couldn't you? But, totally. but it's, it's just one of, I think of a, a range of things that you go, okay, all right, well, so self-discipline encompassed a whole range of things that you need to see something. You need to see some evidence that you are saying, I'm going to impose limits upon myself that I know are life-giving. The third, the third thing was um, lifelong learning. So despite the fact that some of these guys had been leading, you know, that for many, many decades, um, you know, in their 60s and 70s, they just kept learning. They kept yeah. being open to new perspectives. They took on other degrees or they did other courses. That, you know, it doesn't have to be formal learning, but they were, they were readers. They were they're people who said, I want to continue um, to to just challenge myself to grow and to learn. And, yeah. um, and that keeps us humble. Like I think, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, where, the, where that pendulum swings, where we just think we're the bee's knees and we're just mm. amazing. Nothing, nothing kind of brings us back to that center by, by learning of others who are actually way better at something else. You know, like, you're like, whoa, I'm actually not as good as I thought I was. Yes. And just knowing that I don't know everything. That's and right. The more, and the more, and that's because the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. totally. So lifelong perspective is, uh, so are you saying top, middle, bottom, bun? Are you saying the top lifelong perspective, that's the number one thing? No. Or that's just one part of the equation? Just one part of the Probably. equation. Okay. I, I like to think of it as a burger because yeah. burgers are you know easier to remember. But it could just as well be five in no okay. particular order. Yeah. So the middle being the meat, which is you know the most important, the, being self-discipline. That's not more important than anything else. I don't think that's, so. They're, they're all three of the point. Because yeah. when I see self-discipline, um, I think for young people, millennials, Gen, whatever it is, that's probably one that would be the most difficult. Uh, sure. I don't know if that's if you've seen that, but self-discipline is like, oh, it's schedule, it's routine, it's um, taking responsibility for your actions and saying, okay, I'm going to be responsible for what I do and put myself. I think that's the one that for me as a millennial age person and, and for younger, it's really difficult to get on top of. Sure, um, sure. And and they're, they're, they're all difficult, but that one's that's like, oh man, how do you get, how do you, how do you get any, I mean, how do you get any of those things? That's one, that's a question I've always had was, well, how to, especially with discipline, you can't, how do you make yourself disciplined? Mm. Because you can't just try to be disciplined and then it, you just sprout discipline wings. <laughs> it's something that it's, you know, some people, some people just have it, you know, so you well, just have that discipline, but some people it's just, it's a lot more difficult and something I've probably, I think I've grown in, but I'm definitely not there yet. And I don't know any thoughts. How can you, how can you get that? Well, I think um, discipline in, in one area of our lives breeds discipline in other areas. As a general rule, I think yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. There's personalities that um, you know. I've got friends that are like, "Man, you just got this whole discipline thing stitched up. You know exactly what to do, and you've got a routine, and they're thriving under that." But I I I, I, I would be really cautious to say for those that really struggle to go, "Well, that's just not me," because. Uh, if you look carefully, you do have disciplines, right? We, you know, whether it's the discipline of brushing your teeth or it's the discipline of yes. doing something regularly as a routine, right? But we're we're talking about disciplines that we know that we know are good for us, 
and we've we've may never really tried. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, well, I know for me when I I'm exercising regularly, then actually say portion control with eating and things like that is easier, and it's mutually beneficial, right? So, mm. uh, and and say in those those two areas, then you know, say waking up in the morning and you know reading my Bible before I reach my phone or you know, establishing a routine, they're all disciplines and some are harder than others, yeah. no doubt. Um, and part of me just wants to say, do whatever it takes to try to engage in a discipline that you're not so great at. And particularly for young people, you know, you've got, you've got a life ahead of you to, to learn these things. And, um, in, you know, in part, you, you will find something and it'll work and it'll work for a little while. And then you'll need to, decide, all right, well, what else can I take on so that I know that I'm, that I'm shaping the way I think. So friends, what from that can you take on? What from that can you implement in your life? Um, Leaders that finished well, they had a lifelong perspective. They had self-discipline and they were lifelong learners. Uh, How can you implement that into your life? And we'll talk more about it next week how we can do that in some other ways uh you can you can lead yourself well let me pray for you father thank you that you uh it starts with you it's not on our own strength that we lead ourselves it's not on our own strength that we're self-disciplined but we're totally reliant on you god lead us in that bless you uh just we bless you and, and, and and help us lead ourselves well we know it starts with you thank you father amen